0: Today's episode of the Gold Cast is sponsored by part one of the 49ers 2010s All-Decade Team. Now, the NFL just released their 2010s All-Decade Team, and we decided that it was time to do the 49ers All-Decade Team. We wanted to present to you the players, the nominees and then the final players that we believe deserve to be on this list for the all decade team. Now, we did this very specifically. So tonight, tonight will be special teams and defense. That's what we're going to focus on here, special teams and defense. For special teams we're doing the punter and the kicker, and then the defense we'll talk about all that when we get into the episode. But we're going to we're going to we're going to discuss who the nominees are, why we chose them, and then we're going to go and pick in real time who makes the final cut for the 49ers all-decade team for special teams and defense that's part 1 now part 2 we'll be releasing next week on wednesday or thursday somewhere right in there just like we normally do probably wednesday late night it'll be in your in your inbox thursday early morning and that we will there we will be releasing we'll be going over our 49ers all-decade team for offense So tonight is part one, defense and special teams. Now, before we do that, though, Raymond, why don't you let them know, where can they find us?
1: You can always like us on Facebook.com slash GoldCast. And you can follow us on Twitter at The underscore GoldCast. And be sure to subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Stitcher, all under the same moniker of The GoldCast. Be sure to like and comment because we certainly want to hear from you especially considering the fact that not every player that you may have been fond of, of the 49ers in the past decade made the final nominees list. So if you have a different take on who the 49ers all decade defense should be, we certainly want to hear from you in the comment section below.
0: Boom. There it is. Now, Raymond, if they want to speak to you directly, where do they find you?
1: You can always find me on Twitter at Ray Solis. That's Ray. S-O-L-I-S. And on Instagram at Ray Solis One. That's the number one, not the spelling version of it.
0: Boom. Now, Raymond, you can oh, I'll say, where can they find me? You don't need to tell them. I'll tell them. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Rudy Third. I am Rudy3R D. All right, here we go, baby. Part one of the 2010s. 49ers All-Decade Team. This is going to be so dope. We are very excited. Your professor of fanalism. I just walked in the building. The greatest fanalist in the game. He's here too. Classes in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom. Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Solis III, and with me is my brother, my co-host... Raymond the I, first, baby. Boom! Raymond, here we go. We are about to begin part one of our 2010s 49ers All-Decade Team. And we're going to start off with, as we mentioned in the intro, our special teams... And our special teams, for our special teams, we took two positions, punter and kicker. So that's where we're going to start, Raymond. And before we get into it, I just want to ask you just your overall process behind this because you were the main man behind this. Well, I was looking for productivity So because, to be honest, the
1: 2014 through 2017— we're really were all really dismal years. I mean Kyle Shanahan did win six games in twenty seventeen initially when you got Jimmy G, but the team was struggling mightily before Jimmy showed up. And so when you have records that are that bad, it's hard to find players that are very productive, you know, and by productive I mean like, you know, you're you're either knocking on the door of a Pro Bowl or you know, best case scenario, you are a pro bowler. And really those years are uh, the pro bowl years are four out of the last decade, to be honest. I mean, four years out of the decades, three of those, you know, owned under the Jim Harbaugh era where you had multiple players making pro bowls. I mean, 2018, we, you had, I think the Niners had like one or two players make the pro bowls and they're on the list naturally. But so to me, it was productive play, you know, were you near or close to Pro Bowl caliber play, then you should make the list. Were you, you know, were you, uh, did you contribute to a successful season, you know, which there's a lot of names in the Harbaugh era that obviously did, and a lot of names in the 2019 era that did as well. But at the same time, it's like also, were you healthy? Did you start most of the season? For example, you know Pierre Garçon's been a really productive player throughout most of his career, and he was terrific with Peyton Manning, but he was horrible when he came with us. He did not... Even though he was familiar with the Kyle Shanahan system when they were together in Washington, he could not stay healthy to produce the way that he had produced for Kyle back in Washington, and he wasn't very good. So... Even though he was a standout wide receiver overall, he was not a standout wide receiver in the time that he played with us, therefore couldn't make the list you know and then there's other players like there's lots of backups on these teams, and even when they were good, there's tons of backups. we can't include all those backups. I mean that would be like <laughs> we'd have like a two three hour show going through all of those positions <laughs> and there's some there's some notable backups that were great, you know, great rotation players. Great backup players, you know, but in the end, we really had to kind of narrow it down to, you know, some positions, fullback, there was really only two players. I mean, you could argue, I mean, yeah, there's really only two fullbacks that played for these teams in 10 years because fullbacks just, you know, it's a dying breed. And there's only a couple players. There's only like so many fullbacks in the NFL right now. Some teams don't even have a fullback on their roster. So some of these some positions you're going to see are going to be you know pretty straightforward and self-explanatory, whereas other positions are a bit more robust and require a little bit more discussion in order to figure out you know who makes the team and who doesn't. So, but either way, uh, this was pretty fun. But that's kind of how I looked at the players by position and figuring out you know who the nominee should be, and then from there we're going to figure out who who makes the decade team
0: yes who makes the final starting rosters as raymond has already mentioned we had no backups these are only the starting positions and so raymond let's begin and let's start with we're going to start with special teams and we're starting with the punter so let the people the most exciting position in football
1: the best first come out the gate with a
0: Swinging. Come out the gate swinging. Exactly. So we only have one, so there will be no debate. Why don't you let the people know who is our punter for the 49ers 2010s all-decade team?
1: It's really a no-brainer for for this, part, this position, obviously. I think it's Andy Lee. He was drafted by the Niners in 2004. He was a sixth-round pick, which is typically where you would want to get a kicker. He played for the team for 10 years including four out of the last decade. And he was a three-time Pro Bowler with us uh, once in earlier in his career, like in 2006 or something like that. And then he was a Pro Bowler twice during the Jim Harbaugh era when, and which is pretty impressive considering that, you know, the Jim Harbaugh team was a playoff contender team, typically teams that are in the tournament that are like a one or a two seed, a lot of times their punters don't go to the Pro Bowl because you're not punting a lot. But I do know that Jim Harbaugh, you know, that we didn't get into the end zone a lot, so we kicked a lot of field goals. But at the same time, Andy Lee making the Pro Bowl on a NFC Championship contending team, that's a pretty big deal. I think that, that speaks very well of Andy Lee. And after that, we had we drafted Brad Pitt, Bradley Pinion, who's no longer on the team. I think he plays for Tampa Bay now. And then after that, we drafted Mitch uh, Wisnowski, the Australian uh, kicker who punts for us today.
0: Yeah, so Andy Lee, congratulations. You are on the 49ers all-decade team for the Gold Cast. Okay, so now coming up is our first real debate, and this is for the spot of kicker. So for the kickers, the nominees are David Akers played for the 49ers, drafted in 97, played for the Niners from 2011 to 2012. Phil Dawson, undrafted in 98, played for the 49ers from 2013 to 2016. And Robbie Gold, who I constantly pronounce as Gould, as like Gould and Goblins. I don't know why. But uh, he was <laughs> undrafted in 2005, and he played for. The, he's playing for the 49ers currently and has been here on the team since 2017. These are our nominees, Raymond, and I want to go through some of these highlights, and then I want to ask what you think of all three, okay? So I'm going to shoot these at you, and you tell me where you feel. First, let's start with the oldest player on this list, and by oldest, I mean the player who played the longest ago for us, and that would be David Akers. David Akers was on the team for two years, from 2011 to 2012, but his highlights are effing insane his the year he had in 2011 might be one of the greatest years a kicker has ever had and he even has a stat that knocked off jerry rice in this year this is bananas
1: It's just really difficult to do and even more impressive considering that the only player who was able to do it was a freaking kicker
0: was a freaking kicker raymond he went to the pro bowl in 2011 with the 49ers he was a two-time first-team All-Pro. 2011 again with the 49ers. He was PFW's Golden Toe Award in 2011. 49ers longest field goal wait, in NFL wait, wait, wait. history. What,
1: what was that? Uh, that award? Golden Toe. Golden oh, Toe. Is that like an official award?
0: Well, I've never heard it, that it, award. It's it's, uh, it's 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 the Golden it was, Toe. It award. was on <laughs> it was on his resume. <laughs> it was on his resume. Wow, I've I,
1: never I, heard of that statistic.
0: Hey, it's a great one, though. I love it. Uh, who very doesn't want fitting. the golden toe award? Yeah, <laughs> very fitting. Uh, it's not the longest... golden foot; it's the golden toe. That's funny. This is this is a wonderful. This is I love this stat. I I love the gold. I I want to ha- one day have the golden toe award. <laughs> so, <laughs> which toe? Mm, probably my left big toe, and I'll tell you why. Because when I was a professional break dancer. I would always swing my right leg towards my left to begin doing Thomas flares. And all my movement would go that way. My right leg always swung, and my left leg was the balance foot. And so the balance was really predicated upon that left big toe. So my left big toe. In Rudy's world, when I give myself the award, I give it to the left big toe. Excellent, excellent question. So going back to this, he had the longest field goal in NFL history, at 63 yards at the time it has since been broken. He has the most points scored in a 49er season, 140. Wait, who 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 broke the record? Oh, someone from the Broncos at 64 yards.
1: Uh, oh, just by 1 yard. Okay.
0: Yeah, by 1 yard. Uh the most points scored in a 49er season at 143 points beating the previously held record by Jerry "The Goat" Rice. At 138 points, he, he beat it in the same game that he got the NFL record for 63 yards. He has the most field goals in a season with 44. And he's even thrown for a touchdown on a fake field goal. That was his year with us. Now, next we have Phil Dawson. He went undrafted in 1998. He played with the 49ers from 2013 to 2016. No real major stats of the season very consistent, good player, as, you, as you've talked about in the past. Not a lot of strength, but highly accurate. Um, if we talked about career stats with this guy, uh, 441 field goals made, 50, 526 attempts. O- overall percentage, uh, a percentage of, ki- of rate is 83%. His longest was 57. Now, next we have the unwashable Robbie Gould, who had a bit of a rough start. At the beginning of the season. And we talked about that in last week's episode, or this week's episode on Monday, our 49ers gold dive. If you're not listening to that, you definitely should check that out. It is a gold dive into the entire 49ers season, the 2019 season that just passed. And we are doing a deep dive into every game. And at the beginning of this week on Monday, the previous episode on this channel, we did weeks one through eight. So if you haven't checked that out, this is a A shameless plug. Go check it out. What are you doing? Stop this, go check it out, and come back. All right, back to this. So Robbie Gould's been with the team since 2017. His field goal percentage is 86.8%. His longest of all time is 58. And his total field goal attempts is uh, 439, and made is 381. Raymond, now I want you to talk about these three guys. Which of these three becomes the kicker for the all-decade team?
1: This is actually kind of tough because when you throw out the stats that Akers had in 2011, it's like undeniably historically impressive. The single greatest, you know, season a kicker has had. I don't, I'm not sure if a kicker's had a better season than David Akers in 2011. I really don't. I really don't either. At the same time, even though, I mean, he's played a lot longer then Phil Dawson he played well he played one more year longer than Phil Dawson, and Robbie gold you know came into the league like six years later, seven years later, something like that, but Robbie gold's way more consistent than these other guys and and the here's the other thing too, Robbie Gold, in my opinion, Robbie Gold has made the same amount almost the same exact amount of field goal um attempts. well not almost, but I mean he's 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 made he's made
0: 5 less field goals than David Akers, but he's 6% better. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's a great one. Let, let me can I counter you? Sure. But what if we could have that one monster year of David Akers every year? If if, if we, is he even <laughs> capable of having that <laughs> every year? I don't think so. <laughs> every, every year he beats Jerry Rice's record again. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Let's talk about this because, um, okay, yes, I'm with you on this. I I get I get that his percentage is better. In fact, he's made if, if you look at David Akers, David Akers, what he he has had 477 field goal attempts. And has made 386, and Robbie Gold 439, and has made 381. I mean, almost the same, but a lot, a lot, um, a lot less attempts. And you, you said six percent higher, but that acres year is so monstrous. Do we want? So here's what here's what I'm asking you, Raymond. And then we then we should move on. Do we want sweet, short, and sexy, or do we want long, old, faithful?
1: I think you just answered your own question by throwing the word faithful in there.
0: Oh! <laughs> oh, he got me. I can't even argue you. I didn't even mean it the way you meant it. All right. All <laughs> right. I will let this one go. The the
1: Plus Robbie, Robbie, Robbie gold. His last name is also, you know, it's a little bit of, there's a little bit of 49er in there. I mean, it's, it's not spelled like gold, but it's pronounced like like the like the the metal gold, and yeah, and you just said that he's been he's faithful. His his kicking consistency is faithful, you know. And there's only one team that's there's only one team in the NFL that's that's fucking faithful.
0: <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Congratulations, Robbie Gold. You are our kicker. For the 49ers All-Decade Team. Okay, moving on. All right, here's a big one. Defensive line, Raymond. We chose the four-three in deciding our defensive line. We didn't go by position. We went by formation on this, on these next two. So explain to the people, the Gold Cast Nation, why did we go with the four-three? Why did we choose this as our scheme when picking our nominees and picking? who we're going to end up picking who we're going to end up like how many people we were going to pick for defensive line and linebacker on the all decade team
1: well we had to we had to settle on a formation because the every team plays a specific formation so it's it's like all right do we do a 3-4 or do we do a 4-3 which formation has the niners played in more so than than others to, you know, historically speaking, I believe you know they've played in the four three more often. They did play the three four in the Harbaugh era, but they play they play the four three now. They play the the four three wide nine technique. And in the in the Steve Young era, they played the four three. And the Joe Montana era, I'm not sure what they played. I think they played the four three in the Joe Montana era too. Um, but uh, I you know that. Because it was kind of a, that was, that was the only way I could rationalize like which, which formation do we choose? It's like all right, well, which one have they played in the most? As, as far as my recollection is concerned, they've been in the, uh, in the four three. So I mean, even even after Steve Young, they they played the four three with uh, the Jeff Garcia era, um, and yeah, well, really, I think they only time they played three four in two thousand five. For one year, that was the uh that was the Mike Nolan era. But the very next season in Mike Nolan's coaching era, he went to four three. After that, so and and then, uh but then after that, Mike Nolan went to three four in two thousand seven. So he was kind of a he was kind of weird. His whole system was weird, but. But anyways, yeah, but we went to 4-3 because they've, the, the times they've been most successful has been in a 4-3 defense, so decided to kind of go with the bread and butter that, that they've been most familiar with in terms of success.
0: Okay, excellent. I love this. All right, so let's begin. The nominees for defensive line are Justin Smith at defensive tackle, the Cowboy. DeForest Buckner, gladly missed, RIP, rest in power. Ronald Blair, defensive tackle. Eric Armstead, defensive tackle. And slipping in at the final spot, Mr. Nick Bosa. bum bum, bum, bum. So, Raymond, we have here one, two... Oh, and Ronald Blair. I'm sorry, I completely skipped... Ronald Blair! I'm sorry, Ronald Blair. I completely skipped you. We have five players, but only four positions. So, Raymond... Let's talk a little bit about some of the highlights of these guys. Let's start with Justin Smith. He's with the 49ers from 2009 to 2014. His highlights include five-time Pro Bowler, first-team t- first All-Pro 2011 and 2012, second-team All-Pro 2012-2013. Uh, he was the, the Pro Football Focus Defensive Player of the Year, Sports Illustrated Defensive Player of the Year. Stats 880 tackles, 87 sacks, 17 forced fumbles, three interceptions, and don't forget that bull rush sack of Drew Brees in 2011. Then we got our boy who we just traded, Mr. DeForest Buckner. Drafted by the 49ers in 2016, he has spent his first three years only with this team. Pro Bowl, and he made the Pro Bowl in 2018. 263 tackles, 28 sacks. Force fumbles, three. Fumble recovery, six. Pass deflections, 11. Defensive touchdowns, one. Then we have our boy, Ronald Blair, currently on the roster as well. Okay, drafted by the 49ers in 2016. 86 tackles, 13.5 sacks, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery. Then Mr. Big Contract Armstead, Eric Armstead, drafted by the 49ers in 2015. 152 tackles, 19 sacks, three forced fumbles, three pass deflections. And then our young buck, the rookie, maybe a little recency bias, maybe not. But has he done enough, Raymond, in one year to earn the final spot on the defensive lineman 49ers all-decade team? Mr. Nick Bosa, drafted this year in 2019. Highlights include making the Pro Bowl in 2019, the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, the Pro Football Focus Defensive Rookie of the Year, Pro Football Weekly Rookie of the Year, Uh, all-rookie of the year, all-rookie team. He even won the Pepsi NFL Rookie of the Year. I didn't even know Pepsi gave out the Rookie of the Year award. But a Pepsi, he won the Pepsi one. 47 tackles, 9 sacks, 1 forced fumble, 1 interception. Raymond, go down this list. Who makes the list? Who makes the cut? I would say, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say for me, I'm going to throw this out, and I want to hear your positions, position, uh, your opinions. I think Justin Smith, DeForest Buckner are a lock for the all-decade team. The real question for me is who gets cut between Ronald Blair, Eric Armstead, and Nick Bosa? Now, Raymond, what about you? Who who are your locks, and do you agree with me? Are Justin Smith and DeForest Buckner's the locks?
1: I think Justin Smith absolutely is a lock. 100%. DeForest Buckner, I mean, he's been more consistent than Eric Armstead, but I would not argue with an Eric Armstead pick, especially after the season he just had. Um, by the way, I was wrong about Niners being in 4-3. They were actually in the 34 throughout the entire Joe
0: Montana era. So how do you feel between Buckner and Armstead? Here's my debate. I think Buckner is a lock because he, he started every single game. He was destruction when the team was good. He was destruction when the team was bad. I just think I think he's one of the, the outside of Justin Smith. I think he's the best tackle we've drafted. I like Eric Armstead. He's had one monster year,
1: right? Well, Buckner we did, said, we, did, we, did, we we didn't draft Justin Smith, but
0: no, we didn't. No, you're, I mean, right. you're right. You're we right. recruited we him via free agency, you're right. you're and you're it right. was yeah.
1: He, he didn't ha- he didn't start having. I mean, he still played terrific in Cincinnati, just not Pro Bowl caliber, at least according to the votes, but. I mean he put up similar numbers in San Francisco than he did in Cincinnati but I think it was the way he put up the numbers that garnered so much attention and ended up you know earning five straight Pro Bowl appearances but I think uh I think yeah yeah I think uh Justin Smith is amazing I think you got to have him in there
0: No there's no question he's he's a lock he was undoubtedly a lock Now what do you think about my my pitch that Buckner should be a lock as well. 263 tackles and 28 sacks in three years. It's only been three years. I'm not even 28 years old. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with sack. That. Yeah,
1: that's true. Um, I guess it's just a part of me, a part of my analytical brain leans towards the versatility of Eric Armstead, which is far, which is far better than what Buckner has displayed this time, but at the same time, I don't really think I can argue with the fact that uh, I argue with you know what you said, which is Buckner's consistency and durability. You know, Eric Armstead's been injury prone up until this year.
0: Well, let's and, put it this way, Ray. Let's go through this. Okay, go ahead. Finish your thought. Finish your thought, and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll pop back in.
1: I just think, uh, yeah. I I just think uh, I don't know. I, I don't. Again, you can't you can't go wrong with either pick, but if you are going with an all decade team, I think durability and consistency is a must in the NFL, and DeForest Buckner has a decisive edge there.
0: Of let's say this, Eric Armstead has played longer. He has one hundred and fifty two tackles, nineteen sacks. Buckner has played on a much shorter amount of time, two hundred sixty three tackles, twenty eight sacks. In less years. Yeah.
1: He's been In way one more less productive.
0: year. Way more productive, and he's had one less year.
1: And he's healthy. Oh. That's, that's and he's yeah, healthy. That's what happens every when you healthy. Every
0: game. Every game he's played. He's played every game. While the entire team was dying. Literally. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, everyone was going to the hospital for not coronavirus. Yeah. Raymond, if you looked on the starting roster, it was just emojis of skulls and crossbones. That's all they had for a couple years there. Nothing but skull and crossbone emojis as our starting lineup. And there is Old Faithful. Ye Old Faithful. Oh. Oh, now I threw it out again on purpose. Okay, so Buckner's a lock. Justin Smith's a lock. Now we've got three more guys and only two more positions Mr. Ronald Blair Mr. Eric Armstead and Mr. Nick Bosa. who do you got baby boy who who do you drop I already think I know who I drop and I know who I keep.
1: I think you drop Ronald Blair.
0: I think you're right. I think we drop Ronald Blair Ronald Blair honorable mention wonderful job maybe in the next 10 years but I think you keep you keep. Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead and our defensive linemen are winners. So you get the
1: Twin t- So then you get the Twin Towers, anyways. You do. That's great. You get
0: Justin Smith, DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead, and Nick Bosa Ouch. as your 2010 49ers all-decade Could you imagine if we really had that? My God, <laughs> it have been, been, been a crazy lineup. That is insane. Wonderful, wonderful job. All right, moving on to our linebackers. The nominees for the linebacker position, we will only be taking three of these guys. Here we go. The nominees are Ahmad Brooks, Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis, Alden Smith, and Fred Warner. These are your nominees. Now, Raymond, I will go through the highlights, and we will begin the discussion. Ahmad Brooks was on the team from 2008 to 2016, eight years. He made the Pro Bowl in 2013. He was a two-time second-team All-Pro in 2012 and 2013. 389 tackles, 55 sacks, 32 pass deflections, three interceptions, 12 forced fumbles, one defensive touchdown. Those are obviously his career stats, not necessarily just his 49er stats. Navarro Bowman, drafted in 2010, homegrown baby right here, in the good old U.S. of 49ers, played for the team from 2010 to 2017, three-time Pro Bowler 2012, 2013, 2015, 798 sacks. Four uh, 700, 798 sacks, that'd be the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the greatest, greatest pass rusher in NFL history. <laughs> NFL history. He, he's every amazing defensive player you've ever seen combined. Um Single-handedly won whole Super Bowls for teams. Uh, Career stats include 798 tackles, 14 sacks, 9 forced fumbles, 6 fumble recoveries, 5 interceptions, 1 defensive touchdown. Then, the unconquerable. The man. The guy who literally was up for the Hall of Fame may just get there. Mr. Patrick Willis drafted by the 49ers in 2007 he played till 2014 his highlights include seven times to the pro bowl five time uh, first team all pro he was there in 2012 and uh, 2011 10 11 and 12 very important that's part of the stat okay he uh, was already included in the NFL 2010's all decade team career stats 950 tackles 20 sacks eight interceptions 16 forced fumbles two touchdowns now next the very controversial, heartbreaking career player, Alden Smith, drafted by the team in 2011. He played from 2011 to 2014. His highlights include the Pro Bowl in 2012, first-team All-Pro in 2012. His high his career stats: 141 tackles, 47 sacks, one interception, six forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, three pass deflections. Last but certainly not least on this list, man, what a monster's row of linebackers. Mr. Fred Warner, drafted by the 49ers in 2018. Stats include 239 tackles, 3 sacks, 4 forced fumbles, 1 fumble recovery, 1 interception, 15 pass deflections, all for the 49ers. A uh, couple guys who all these, all these numbers are for the 49ers and for this decade. Fred Warner, Alden Smith, uh, Navarro Bowman. Uh, well, no, Navarro Bowman, he he spent the last several years with uh, the Raiders, so not exactly, but most of his stats are there with this team.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's retired now, but uh, he, yeah. he went all and four. And retired of, a all, Niner. All,
0: yeah, all four of his Pro Bowls were with the Niners. Yep. So, Raymond, where do you stand on these guys? Let's go down the list. Let's start first with who are your locks? Because I think... I think I think there's two locks on this list, but I want to hear who you think the two locks are. I think there's two who are your locks?
1: I think Patrick Willis is an
0: obvious lock, hundred percent he's a Hall of famer, yeah, or potentially,
1: but yeah, potentially, I mean he's going to get in in my opinion if he doesn't his highway robbery seven straight Pro Bowls from his every year he played, except for one
0: so he's a lock. Do you have any other
1: locks? I mean, the tandem of Pat, Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman was the best in the NFL at the time that they were playing together. That would I am leaning towards that, and you know, and we all know that Alden Smith's phenom- you know, athletic. He was an athletic phenom, much like Nick Bosa, and a lot of that that uh, that talent fed off of the gel between him and Justin Smith. So it almost seems like, you know, keeping that together would be a very prudent decision.
0: I understand. I understand what you're saying. So let me start by saying I, I agree that Patrick Willis is a lock. I think Navarro Bowman is a lock. Let's not forget two highlights. That two highlights alone outside of these stats put Navarro Bowman on this list. Number one, he held that ball as the Seattle Seahawks ripped his ACL out of his body. He held that ball. Remember that? He held yeah. it. He recovered horrible it. Horrible play. And he, horrible play. But he held that damn ball. And secondly, let's not forget, pick at the stick. My number four. If you haven't gone back, there's so many episodes that we am promoting today. If you haven't gone back and heard our... Top eleven tournament. Me, Raymond, and our esteemed co-host Candlestick Will, who uh, unfortunately cannot be on this episode tonight, we picked on these episodes. We picked on the episodes, the greatest Bay Area games of the decade, greatest Forty Nine er games of the decade, on two different episodes. Pick of the Stick was my number four on greatest games of the decade, and he is the architect of the pick at the stick, the the recoverer of that interception. He got the interception. Pick at the stick. Let's not forget. So I think Navarro Bowman is a lock. Now, the question is who goes between Ahmad Brooks, Fred Warner, and Alden Smith? Let me get back to Alden Smith for you, Ray. My issue with Alden Smith is all the off the field issues, man. I have a really hard time with that. It's really tough for me. It does not embody the 49er way. It's not just about the stats for these guys, ladies and gentlemen. It is also about, you know, there's the intangibles too. We didn't really talk about that, but these intangibles are important. You know, how these players, how they were perceived, all that matters. How they how they how their careers went when they were in San Francisco, this stuff plays into it, Raymond. His stats are undeniable. But what do you feel about the off the field issues? Does that weigh in and does it weigh enough heavily for you to knock Alden Smith off of this list for us?
1: Not for me, because we're just talking about talent. You know, we're not talking about—we're just talking about an all-decade team. You know, like, who's—what's the—you know, what what talent would you want if you had to build a team, you know, and, you know, what, what group of players do you think embodied, you know, the greatest
0: talent within a 10-year span? Because if we're going greatest talent, there's no question you have to go Patrick Willis-Navarro Bowman. And Alden Smith. Now, what, what I think are you so, feeling-
1: and Fred Warner, technically, Fred Warner is an inside linebacker. So if we're playing a 30 or a 43 defense, we can only take three linebackers. We're going to take three middle linebackers. I mean, I mean, probably getting a little too in the weeds here, but I think uh, to me, I think Alden Smith is the, the most complimentary piece left out of this group. Although Ahmad Brooks was an excellent outside linebacker, edge rusher to himself as well.
0: Make the pitch for Ahmad Brooks.
1: Well, Ahmad Brooks is super ever since. So again, this is another Cincinnati draftee drafted by Cincinnati only played two years there. Then he came to us in uh, 2009. But between 2009 and 2016, when he played to us, there was only one season he got five sacks. Every other season he got six or more sacks. He was just super consistent. Ahmad Brooks is incredibly consistent, and in the Jim Harbaugh era, when they switched to a 34 defense, he had seven sacks, six sacks, eight sacks. He also had double-digit TFLs in all three seasons. He had 12, 12, and 12, which is insane. That's near. That you know you're starting to get into Nick Bosa territory, who had 16 in his rookie season, uh, one for every game. So, uh, but so Ahmad Brooks was a you know, a definitely a amazing edge rushing pass rusher. Just didn't have the same crazy. You know, it wasn't the phenom that Alden Smith was coming out of the gate in his rookie season.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that, man. I just have a hard time. I have a hard time with the uh, with the off the field stuff. If we're going pure talent, I agree. And his off the field yeah. stuff didn't really start until like.
1: 2014 2015 once his stats really started to drop I think a li- a little a little bit in 2013 because his rookie year he had 14 sacks and didn't make and didn't make the pro Bowl for whatever reason you know he had 14 sacks 13 TFLs in his rookie season the very next year he had 19 and a half sacks and 18 TFLs that means that means tackle for loss for those of you who aren't keeping up and he had 20, 27 quarterback hits in his rookie year. Twenty-nine
0: in the All those year. stats are bigger than bigger than Bosa's. Yeah. Better than Bosa. He was
1: insane.
0: Damn it. All right, all right, fine. I'll give in. I'll give in. Okay. All right. Raymond convinced me. I will go I will go with this. Our linebackers, the three winners that are going to the 2010 49ers all decade team are Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman, and Alden smith congratulations gentlemen honorable mentions of course fred warner and ahmad books okay raymond cornerbacks we are only taking two the nominees for cornerbacks are carlos rogers terrell brown richard sherman now raymond let's start with some highlights Mr. Carlos Rogers drafted by Washington in 2005. He played for the 49ers from 2011 to 2013. He made the his highlights include the Pro Bowl in 2011, second team All Pro in 2011. His stats, uh, stats are huge. Obviously, we have to take this with a grain of salt. He played a lot of different teams. He played with a lot of different teams here. 481 tackles, one sack, five forced fumbles, five fumble recoveries, 17 interceptions, three defensive tackles. That's his career stats. Terrell Brown, drafted by the 49ers in 2007. He played from 2007 to 2013. God, it was such a a drop-off after 2013. 310 tackles, 11 interceptions, one defensive touchdown, 59 pass deflections. And then the unconquerable Mr. Richard Sherman, drafted by Seattle Seahawks in 2011. He was with the 49ers from 2018 to now. The very controversial move of coming and joining us. Uh, Five-time Pro Bowler, one time with the 49ers in 2019. Second team All-Pro 2019. Also made the NFL's 2010s All-Decade team. Raymond, who is a lock at cornerback for you? Richard Sherman. Yeah, I agree. And it's not just about – it's about the fact that he's been the absolute leader for this team. He embodies what Faithful is all about despite his short appearance on this. I think his overall success this decade and what he has done to that secondary in just two short years. I mean, the only other guy that I had this much of an impact with us in such a short time was Deion Sanders. Yeah. So now, Raymond, between Carlos Rogers and Terrell Brown, let's start with Carlos Rogers. Why did he make this list for you? And then why did Terrell Brown make the list?
1: Well, Carlos Rogers and Terrell Brown were both the starting cornerbacks in the Jim Harbaugh era when the team was its most successful going to three straight NFC championship games. So it was really difficult not to do that because you got to remember 2014 to 2017, you know, we didn't really have anybody. I mean, you had. I mean, it's not like you didn't have anybody. You had Parrish Cox and Tremaine Brock, who had some productive years, but had productive years, you know, in mostly uh, losing efforts, uh, losing seasons. And so it's, it's kind of hard to like, it's like, all right, well, is that more indicative of just, you know, decent play, you know, during a, a down season or are these guys talented because these guys really didn't do much Brock and, and Cox, they, they didn't really do much outside of the Niners when they left the Niners. So I, I kind of was like, all right, well, then they were more, you know, th- their success was more predicated on the system they were a part of versus them just, you know, cause if they had kept up that same consistency with other teams, I probably would have looked at them a little bit longer than I did. Because Paris Cox, he had five picks in 2014, and that was the. Uh, I mean, we we got rid of we got rid of Terrell Brown and uh, uh, Carlos Rogers, just because that in that era, Trent Baalke was not a huge fan of playing of paying secondary players, which why we were constantly rotating players out. We couldn't. We he didn't want to pay. Yeah, he didn't want to play. Uh, he didn't want to pay Deshaun Goldson, so he left and ended up getting a big. Uh, payday with Tampa Bay and didn't do anything, never went to a Pro Bowl again after he left our team. So he was really, again, a product of the system versus uh, a tremendous talent. Uh, And then Dante Whitner went to a Pro Bowl with us. He uh, didn't want to get paid, so he got a better deal with Cleveland, which is where he's from. He ended up actually going to a Pro Bowl with them so uh, in that same season so uh, he was not only a combination of a good a better system in san francisco but was able to maintain that success outside of san francisco and i thought that was great just because he was of he was i thought he was a much better much better safety yeah so i think uh you know it it was hard to this list was it was this was a difficult probably the most difficult list to look at just because cornerback is a very very difficult position and there's only been so many good players we've had on the team. You know, if we were to go to the '80s, you know, there'd be, we I'd have a lot better choices to choose from. The '80s and '90s, you know, there's that list is a little bit longer. I would probably have four or five guys on that list versus here. But then again, you know, five Super Bowls, yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have some good players uh, on those teams. But yeah, and and two Super Bowl trips in the past decade, four NFC championships you know, the list was a little bit smaller just because you have six years of not winning very much at all. So this list was short and difficult to deal with. So to me, Sherman's a lock. And if I had to pick between Rodgers and Terrell Brown, probably have to go with Carlos Rodgers. Even Carlos Rodgers, his his best season and most productive season was 2011. Uh, in the right system, you know, he's, he was obviously knew what he was doing. And took advantage of that.
0: So, is that your lock then? Are you saying Richard Sherman and Carlos Rogers? I think so. Yeah. Terrell I, Brown I, didn't I, even make a Pro Bowl in his career. I agree. I agree. I th- that's that. Those were pretty much my two locks from the get go. I'd say are Carlos Rogers and Richard right. Sherman. And
1: Akela Witherspoon but- is still is still trying to prove himself. Emmanuel Mosley only played. You know, he played all sixteen games, but a lot of, uh, that was special teams before Week Four. Uh, when he st- and then when Akella Witherspoon ca- came back, you know he was benched, and and Akella Witherspoon was asked to play, and then Akella Witherspoon lost that job to Emmanuel Mosley later in the season. So there was just a little too much uncertainty and unproven play from the, the our latest cornerbacks outside of Richard Sherman. So I just it was hard to nominate them because it
0: just was a small scope of work. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, Raymond. Moving on to our safeties. We have four nominees, but only two will make the actual team. Number one, Dante Whitner. We just talked about him. Number two, Deshaun Goldson. Number three, Eric Reed. And number four, Antone Bethea, oh, man, he was good. All right, so Dante Wittner, let's go through the highlights here. He was with the 49ers from 2011 to 2013. He made the Pro Bowl with San Francisco. Don't forget the famous knocking out of Pierre Thomas in 2011 at the Catch-3, a game that we'll be spoken about a little bit later for some other players. Dante Wittner, who also was known as Dante Hitner, it, it, even, it even says that on his pro football reference profile. That's amazing. That's amazing. Deshaun Goldson, drafted by the Niners in 07. He played for the Niners from 07 to 2012. Highlights two times Pro Bowl. First team All-Pro in 2012. Mr. Eric Reed drafted by the 49ers in 2013. He uh, he was with the team from 2013 to 2017, and his highlights include the Pro Bowl 2013. Last one, Mr. Anton Bethea, drafted by the Indianapolis Colts in 2006 and he was played for the 49ers from 2014 to 2016 highlights include going to the Pro Bowl for the 49ers three-time Pro Bowler in general Raymond are any of these guys a lock I have I don't know if I have a lock Uh, this is a these guys all kind of left the Niners under under tough circumstances Pathae kind of towards the end of his career, Reed kind of begrudgingly, Whitner begrudgingly, Goldson begrudgingly. These are all guys that probably don't remember us as fondly as we remember them. This is a tricky list here, a little
1: bit. I mean, for me, I think Dante Whitner's a, a definite lock. Not only was he tremendous when he played with us, but he was pretty consistent throughout his career. He made a couple Pro Bowls, and and he's also he also does post game uh, post post-game commentary for the Niners right
0: now that's true he does actually you're right I forgot about that he commentates for the Niners that's a great point it completely slipped my mind he he does have a soft spot because he still he he comments for us now that's true that's yeah, actually true he, he
1: does interviews with Greg Papa uh I know he does he, he interviews with them on a weekly basis so I mean he's very much involved with the team still
0: and he was tremendous for us and I'll never forget that Pierre Thomas hit I mean, arguably, knocking out Pierre Thomas was one. It was a a, 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 and I'm not saying I do not like seeing injuries, but I am saying that that move that that it set the tone for that game and really showed New Orleans that we were here to play. And knocking out Pierre Thomas ended up being a a very major disadvantage for them offensively.
1: Yeah, because he was there there. You know, he was a, a run threat and a catching threat.
0: So, how do you feel about Mr. Deshaun Goldson, Eric Reed, and Anton Bethea? Do we have any other locks at those uh, with those three guys? Man, it's hard. If we, I mean, do, if we do, then we're done. <laughs> then there's no one. I mean, there's Joukowsky nobody left. Tart,
1: Jakuowski Tart. He's been injured most of his most of his season, and he, even though he had a great year with us this past year, uh, you know, he was down. He, he's been injured every year so far that he's been with us. And Jimmy Ward, same thing. Class yeah, Gannon. I was gonna say, n- great notice, when notice. Health, great when he's healthy, but this this he played sixteen games this year, but that was but he but that's fifteen games if you include the playoffs. He played he he started thirteen regular season games and then went through each round of the playoffs, divisional or uh, yeah, the divisional NFC championship and Super Bowl, and that equates to sixteen. But he still didn't play a full season. You know, he's he's a great talent, but when he's healthy. But he's he's just been so inconsistent throughout his career. It was hard to nominate him. I was like, who are the guys that actually accomplished something? Antoine Bethea went to a Pro Bowl in twenty fourteen in a in a losing season with with Jim Harbaugh. That's that's pretty big.
0: It is. It but, is. But
1: if I if I had the pick, you know, if I had the pick, I'd probably have to go with the you know the 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 best tandem during the best stretch in this decade. And to me, that's Dante Whitner and Deshaun Goldson.
0: Man, I was kind of really leaning towards Eric Reed. I really liked Eric Reed. I thought he yeah, really, but he was
1: only good that rookie season, and that was it. He's been he's he's been in a steady decline ever since then.
0: That's true. You know, That's I, true. I
1: just think he's more focused on you know activism and some of the other stuff, uh, you know, which which is super important too. But obviously, but it's it's to me it seems like it's affected his uh, his, his ability to to be effective on the field.
0: Well, and you talked about tandems earlier. You talked about tandems being important. And, uh, you know, if we have Justin Smith out there, I mean, my God, don't you want Alden Smith right behind him? You want the Smith brothers, right? Yep. Like, if we're going to go all all, all 49ers, all decade team, we want the Smith brothers, right? We got to have them on the right. That's destruction. That's the you, You're not stopping that tandem. So, okay. All right. All right. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. I, I like that. I like that. I like the tandem thing. Excellent. Well done. Okay. So... That concludes the first half of our two-part episode of the 49ers All-Decade Team. So let's go through all the winners, Raymond. This is for our special teams in defense. Number one, Andy Lee at punter. Number two, Robbie Gold at kicker. On defensive line, we have Justin Smith, DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa. I get chills just saying those names. I mean, and, and you know what? Nick Bosa was a shoe in simply by the fact he made the Pepsi NFL Rookie of the Year. I, I mean, I'm sorry. You, you win Pepsi NFL Rookie of the Year. You're in. I'm sorry. That you're, you're a lock. That's a lock for me. At linebacker, Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman, Alden Smith. Oh, uh, Shades of Harbaugh. Mr. Harbaugh. Love it. At cornerback, Richard Sherman, Carlos Rogers. And at safeties, Dante Whitner and Deshaun Goldson. That is one monster effing team. That is crazy. Killer
1: defense,
0: killer, killer defense. Molding by the way, a lo- by the way, <laughs> every single player is a pro bowler. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as All-star it should be. Team. Yes, exactly. As it should be. Uh, a lot of players, most of them coming from the from the Harbaugh era. Uh, but a lot of great players in the Shanny era, I think they're just young. I wouldn't be surprised if when we do the all-decade team in 10 years if a lot of more Robert Saul defensive players make it. Um, but these guys have definitely earned their spots for the consistency they had at the beginning of the decade. So now let's talk about this schedule, Gold Goldcast Nation. Next Monday... We are going to be doing our second part of the Gold Dive, part two, where we, we will be talking about weeks 9 through 17 of the 49ers season. And then the following Thursday, we will be releasing part two of our 2010s 49ers all-decade team. And that will include the offense. So we've gone through special teams in the defense now We're going through the offense. Who makes the offensive line? Who makes running backs? Who makes fullbacks, tight ends, wide receivers? And then, of course, who is the quarterback of the 49ers all-decade team? That is coming up next week. So two-parters, both the two-parters coming up. The gold dive, weeks 9 through 17. And then our 49ers all-decade team the offense, and then, of course, we will talk about just the, the entire team in its totality. But there we go. There you have it. Part one is in the books. Raymond, how do you feel?
1: I feel pretty good. I mean, if, if uh, it'd be kind of interesting to, to know, like, what who would the backups be to all these guys?
0: <laughs> you Straight know, like,
1: up. I mean, it's, we we'd, make it be ridiculous to go that far but i mean it, it's fun to just get you know it's like the pro bowl right you know the pro bowl mm-hmm. the pro bowl's got the best of the best so this decade team has got the best of the best although the the rotation lineup out of these guys would still be pretty monster if you take into consideration some of the players we didn't include not only on the nominee list but also on the existing list i mean and uh, on the on, on the list of players that just that played on these teams for the last decade
0: Absolutely. Uh, really great list. Really awesome, awesome list. So, Raymond, we will be back next week. And so concludes another edition of the Goldcast. We are the Voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III. And with me is my brother, my co-host.
1: Raymond Salisa I, baby.
0: Boom! We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time same gold cast channel this is, this is the gold cast